No, dude, today I fucking got it. Are you with me today or what? Do you want to chug some of this Dr. Pepper get you going? No. We'll put some Jack in it. Make it real. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Should we introduce this as your football fantasy or something else or what? No, no, I think you guys stick to it. Should we put an asterisk on it? <laughs> Do you want to introduce us today? No. God, you're such a fucking leech. I'm... You're just leeching onto my awesomeness. Yes, that's exactly what's going on here. Suckling on the teat of my fame. Any interesting ways that we should insult our listeners to start us off? Some name calling, probably. Yeah, but it can be a good one. Um, penis pumps? Is that your favorite word in the English language? Penis? Penis? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome to your football fantasy. Good morning, penis pumps. Welcome to another episode of your football fantasy with an asterisk next to it. I just to be clear, we we have been warned via Twitter that we are in trademark infringement using the name your football fantasy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're we're looking into it. I've got a meeting with a guy. In a couple of days. Uh, we may be changing the name of the show. We may not be. Maybe we know we'll be... somebody who knows somebody? Well, I, I fucking know everybody. Yeah, that's right. We may be entering a very long and exhaustive legal battle here soon. But uh, <laughs> for now, we are your football fantasy. Uh, we've spent a lot of time recording our intro music, so... Yeah, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not real excited about changing that. Before we get started today, um, we have to make some corrections and some apologies. Apparently, people are listening. I got a handful of emails last week. When we say people, we're talking like three or four. Yeah, yeah, but at least they're willing to reach out and, you know, make me yeah. feel good yeah, about myself. Yeah, that's a good point. We got to make some corrections. First of all, a couple of weeks ago, Big Wiz here convinced me that SMU was not in Texas, that it was in fact Southern mississippi university uh that's fucking stupid because he's fucking stupid smu southern methodist university we're very very sorry for all of you smu grads out there we understand that you're in texas uh, i won't let him talk me into some dumb shit again now for the big one this is the second time i've done this wiz can you believe yeah because you know what the fuck you're talking about most of the time yeah you're right i make shit up but but i try to sound confident when i do it which is important, I think. Yeah, so you just lie to everyone, and then then people call you out on it. Yeah, so here, here's the problem. Last week, I spent a good amount of time in our discussion about the Brandon Cooks trade, talking about this great receiver, Mike Thomas. First of all, Mike Thomas, that's a New Orleans Saints receiver. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. What I meant was Mike Williams, okay? So that's first. That's mistake number one. And I, <laughs> I said Mike Thomas three, four times, which was real fucking dumb. Uh, I met Mike Williams, who I really like, because he's from Clemson. And that was in the episode. Is he from Clemson? Yes. God damn it. See, now I got myself questioning every, every fucking Mike time. Mike Thomas is from Ohio State. Mike Williams is from Clemson. Yeah. Now, here's the other... Or SMU. Here's a mistake. Shut up about <laughs> Texas, buddy. Texas. Here's the other end uh, side of that coin. And this is the second time I've done this. Mike Williams doesn't fucking play for the Rams. He's a Charger. Yeah, he didn't play at all last year. I can't keep these goddamn Los Angeles teams straight in my head. I think in episode two. Uh, uh, That's because you're racist and you're just naturally putting people together. 
anyway, I wanted to make those two corrections. I apologize to those of you out there who recognized my mistakes and called me out. But thank you for listening. If only you'd go write a fucking review anywhere on the internet or share our shit anywhere on the internet. Maybe we'd have more listeners than just you. Okay, so look, Wiz, I'm fucking jacked to be here today. How you feeling, man? Real excited. Are you? Anytime I get to see you. I just don't believe anything you're saying. There's no heartfeltness in there. I just don't get excited like you. Dude, you need more caffeine in your life. Yeah, more caffeine. I want to tell the world uh, that I've graduated from drinking bitch drinks <laughs> to liquor today. Jack and Coke on my table today. Maybe that's why I'm so... Maybe mean, that's the reason why you're jacked up. Hey, what are you drinking today? Uh, I'm drinking a Whitsun Ale. Oh. Oh, is that not that blueberry shit? I thought it was a blueberry No, it's called the wheat ale brewed with spices. Yeah, you know what they say about wheat ale. No, please tell me. Me neither, but I'm sure I'll come up with something clever before I edit this, and I'll put it in there and make you sound stupid. Like cream ale? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> only had some more white cream coming down your mouth. <sighs> All right, let's, uh, before we talk about the news, let's just, let's just tell the folks a little bit about what they can expect on today's episode. Today's episode? Yeah, share with the one. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about some dumb shit fancy football players have done. Ooh. Really, NFL players, not not, not, not not baseball players, but but NFL players. Um, we're gonna give them and the big topic of the day. We're gonna give them the big topic of the day would be NFC South and NFC East. We're gonna break yeah. those down. We're gonna talk uh, overvalued, uh, best value, and worst value based on current ADP. We're gonna talk about who we like, uh, who, where they're going right now in, in fantasy drafts. Who who's a good value? Who's somebody you should go after? Who's somebody you should avoid? Yeah, we're just continuing our... Uh... Instead of the week. Don't forget instead of the week. We're always... Are we doing instead? You got a good stat for us Oh, we got week? a good one this week. So you didn't put it in the notes this week. So I'm gonna I had to hide guess. it from you. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, you should be. I'm excited. All right. Yeah, let's get to the news. This week in football. Des! Des! Cut. Uh, Released. Just a couple hours ago. Yeah, this afternoon. Des Bryant was called into a meeting with Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones fired him. Jerry Jones straight up fired him, and immediately Des Bryant took to Twitter, telling the world that he felt like this was very, very personal. Jason Garrett and all of his Garrett boys were coming after him. I think that's what he said. Uh, I, I will say this before we get into it. Des Bryant's fourth tweet immediately after the meeting, because he made a lot of them, said something like, We'll see if we can play you fuckers two times a year or something. <laughs> he's trying to predict that he's going to end up in division. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, let's start at let's start on the Cowboys, okay? So Des Bryant is gone. I saw this coming. I mentioned it a couple of times. I thought it would be after the draft, so I'm a little bit surprised. I thought they'd wait to see. Why is it beneficially cut him? That's not really. I'm not, I, that's why I'm not. I don't really get behind where they're going. Well, the benefit for the Cowboys in ditching Des Bryant is ditching a big fucking contract. Uh, for a player that wasn't producing. Okay, but this uh, this right. I don't really follow you. He he's better than the other receivers they had there, right? So so right now the receiving core in Dallas is is as follows: Terrence Williams, Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley, Deontay Thompson, who was a Bear for a while last year. Remember Ryan Switzer, Noah Brown, KD Cannon, and Lance Lenoir. Okay, but Des Bryant finished twenty fourth. Out of receivers, which is better than any of those receivers. Yeah, he's okay, but his his, his contract's real high. But I think the real issue. Why there, the fuck do they care about the contract? I, Doesn't matter. I think the real issue there was a, a personality thing, and you know, with who? 
with the coaching staff, he's a dick on the sidelines. We know that yeah. he's a dick on the sidelines. Uh, it, it's one thing to deal with a guy who's a dick on the sidelines when he's a top five wide receiver, which he was, what, three years ago? When he becomes a top 25 receiver it, 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 that you're paying at a top Are they a price, better team with, with or without Des Bryant? They were probably a better team with Des Bryant. However, however, there's still time to make some moves. Here's what I think. I know it was a spite thing, and it was a personal thing, as Des Bryant said, quote, very personal, uh, because they waited until now to cut him, right? <laughs> until everybody's signed the fucking guys that they want. Yeah. Now Des is in a position where he's he's looking for a, you know, he's looking for a team that didn't make the moves they wanted to, I guess. Uh, he didn't get a chance to play with the big dogs uh, and get those big contracts that all these wide receivers are getting signed like to. Like the Bears. The, Bear, the Bears got Robinson at, 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 at what, $45 million or something? Yeah, or like the Browns, who signed Jarvis Landry this week for a five-year, $72 fucking million dollar contract. Uh, he didn't get to play in that game. Uh, so it was very very, very spiteful. Uh, let's ask this, okay, because because the fantasy football world has been going apeshit over the last you know three, four hours. Where do we think he's going to go? Where do we want him to go? Here are the names. Uh, here are the teams that people are talking about. Indianapolis, uh, um, who I, he'd be a great he'd be a great fit across. They got a ton Hill. of money to spend. Ton of money. The 49ers, who have even more money, and, and they're you know we know that they're looking to sign weapons for Jimmy G. Uh, Baltimore, uh, Washington, and Washington is really only on the list I think because they're the only team in division that is. Even even slightly likely to maybe even give him a look. New England because New England loves that old Randy Moss. They're guy. not going to sign Des Bryant and, and uh, Carolina. These are the teams that I've seen come up over and over again. Do you, is there one of these teams that you think he's more likely to go to, or that that you would rather see him go to as a fantasy player? I think as a fantasy player, I'd like to see him go to Carolina. Okay. I think that would help out Cam a lot. Um, I think right now, the number one in Carolina is what Devin Funches, who sucks. Um, he's okay, but he's certainly or, I mean, not. Or, or a very, an aging, fast Greg Olson, right? So, I mean, it, sure. But I, I think there's a ton of value. I think he, he would find a ton of value there. Or Indy. Indy's, Indy has T.Y. Hilton. I think a big receiver like Des Bryant who who can you know, go. Red zone guy, for red, sure. Exactly. Go get the ball a little bit. Um, I think he'd be great fits there. To me, 49ers doesn't make sense. They're still rebuilding. Baltimore, I wouldn't go to Baltimore. Nobody for would go Heartbeat if I was Des Bryant, and I would stay the hell away from Washington. What about Seattle? Seattle, they don't have the money to spend? Seattle's short on money, and they have a lot of bigger needs than wide receiver. Uh, Yes, they got rid of, like, Richardson. Um, They got rid of... uh, Baldwin's their number one guy. They got rid of their entire defense. How did they not free up money yet? They got rid of Bennett, Sherman. Yeah, they got money, but they got other places. They need to buy a fucking offensive line, bro. For the last five years. I mean, they they may look at Des and say, this is the weapon we need to have. My opinion is Russell Wilson can make it work with receivers that cost less. He already has. Yeah. So maybe let's not bother spending the money there. Whereas, you know, somebody like Indianapolis, you got a pocket passer in Andrew Luck if he comes back and plays. That doesn't that doesn't make shit happen on his own. He's a really good quarterback in the pocket, but you, you need to have receivers so that can play and get open. I, I like what you said. I like Carolina. I think that would be a good landing place for him because as a fantasy player because there's so much opportunity. It's wide open. Look at Kelvin Benjamin, who is not a great wide receiver. He's not even a good wide receiver, but he's tall, and he was a great red zone option. That's what Des Bryant is. And Kelvin Benjamin in Carolina, his first year, he, he went apeshit. He scored, what, like 12 fucking touchdowns? No, not, that wasn't that many. He scored a lot. 
Um, I think, yeah, I think Carolina would be a good fit for him. I agree about the Indy thing because I think it would be a really good match across from T.Y. Hilton. It might be better for T.Y. than Dez, but that's fine. As a fantasy player, that's... Yeah, I think that's 100% correct. Uh, I agree with you. Pretty much everybody else on the list I just said doesn't doesn't give me a boner about fantasy football at all. No. Right. Totally flaccid dick. Who do they got playing there now? If, if they cut Des Bryant, who are the receivers? Yeah, so that's the question, right? We've got Terrence Williams and Alan Hearns are the two outside guys that could potentially vie for a number one spot right now. I like Alan Hearns. I think he's a receiver with some talent. Tentatively, I like Alan He has Hearns. never been in a position where he's had the most targets on a team, though. So we don't have any idea if that works. You have to assume that uh, this move means the Cowboys are going to go after a wide receiver in the draft. Okay? For me, and for much of much of the Twitterverse, uh, that means a guy like Cortland Sutton from where? SMU. Oh, the SMU. Southern Mississippi State. Texas. Uh, Cortland Sutton, who's 6'3", 218, which is pretty damn close to the 6'2", 220. They're losing with Des Bryant. Also, you look at the height-adjusted speed scores, 102 for Des, 105 for Sutton. Can you give me some some feedback on the height-adjusted score? Height-adjusted score simply means uh, if you take everybody's speed next to each other, you get a guy that's you know, 5'8", 185, he is naturally going to be faster than somebody that's 6'4", 220, right? Who, no, who evaluates that? I'm not sure about that. Oh, uh, that's player profiler? Is this like physics? They, they they evaluate wind resistance or what? I, I don't know what their algorithm is, but... Yeah, you, well, but, I can make a fucking fancy number two of them. Dude, player profiler is a widely appreciated and... and <laughs> I'm not sure I appreciate absolutely. that stat. Uh, it, it's, just high, it, it's just that, right? It's what it sounds like. The bigger you are, the slower you are assumed to be as a person. So they kind of try to factor that out so that they can do a direct comparison one guy to another. That's what the height adjusted speed score is. Anything over 100 is better than average. 105 is pretty damn good for Sutton. 102 is decent uh, for Dez. My point is this. They're similar sized guys. They're similar speed guys. Dez has longer arms, but Sutton being taller has about the same kind of catch radius. These are guys that are that are really similar. Out of all the guys, all the wide receivers coming out in the draft, Cortland Sutton is the guy that seems to fit the hole that was just left by Des Best for me. So do you, you think they're going to draft Cortland Sutton? Yeah. Do you have a different opinion? I, I think obviously drafting a receiver for sure. What do you think they like Ridley? I think it's a terrible receiving class. Remember we talked about last time. It I is. Mean, I, I'm not very impressed with it. That's why they they, they had the money. This. I'm just not sure if there's a good reason to cut him because they had they they don't want to spend the money. I mean, maybe because he didn't get along with the coach. That's that's, a, that's yeah, probably a they, valid reason. Definitely, they didn't. He didn't get along with Jimmy Johnson, which is a big. You know, Jimmy Johnson's a big fucking dick. He's got his. He's very Jimmy Johnson's dick still hanging out in Dallas. Is that what you just said? He's definitely hanging out. Uh, so so the Cowboys are picking at 19. Okay. Who, who do you think they go? Uh, let me say this about the wide receiver class, okay? I, I agree with you, and I always have agreed with you. The wide receiver class this year sucks. However, the more I dig into these guys and the more I look at each individual receiver, there's a handful of guys that could I think could play a role well. There's not a lot of, like, number one got receivers out there. There's yeah. no one, number one receivers out there. But guys like a DJ Moore, who we who you know I love. But I, my opinion, the league's already full of those guys. Does it? For sure. I mean, does it? Why or, can't you go find more of these guys? I mean, you don't have to go find. Why well, I'm not sure why it's beneficial to cut Des Bryant to go get a a a role role player well, wide receiver. What you save eight million dollars a year if you draft a quarterback? If you're Sutton. Jerry Jones, that's like fucking a dollar a day for the fucker. Why does it fucking matter? So if you build your team elsewhere, 
Anyway, I think that's what happens. We gotta stop talking about it because we're running alone. You just told me this week we need to fucking cut the news short. There's one piece well, of news. You, you started you, you were sort of evaluating it. Yeah. Thank God. Dumb shit. Ooh. This is a fun new segment. It is a fun new segment. Check out this drop. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Uh yeah. So we know as fans of the NFL. That these fucking kids are stupid as shit, right? Kids? Aren't they all kind of... I mean, some, of these, some of these guys are kind of older than us. Is that Bryant? What's the, how old well, is Bryant? Tom Brady is older than us. <laughs> that's about it, brother. Uh, that's about it. Drew Brees. These fucking kids are stupid. They do dumb shit all the time. So we've got this new segment on the show, Dumb Shit I Heard This Week. Uh, all, it's, just, it's, just, it's just what it sounds like. Dumb shit relative to the football world. Okay. Here's some examples of what we're gonna what we're gonna look forward Hit to me moving with forward. The Packers wide receiver Trevor Davis, who you've likely never heard of, he's a third year <laughs> guy from Cal. I think he had eight catches on his career. Nothing. Oh, hey, okay. Yeah, but he's a football player, which is important. So he's in LAX, getting ready to fly somewhere with his girlfriend. He's in the TSA line, like we all are, where the guy asks before you put your luggage in, "Is there any liquids in this fucking bag, right, or whatever? You know, are there? Are, is there?" Uh, a firearm in here, explosives in here. When when asked that question, turns to his girlfriend and says, "Did you remember to pack the explosives?" <laughs> Bam! Motherfucker gets arrested, thrown in jail for six, three or six days. He's got a court date coming up. How fucking stupid do you have to? Pretty how full dumb. of yourself making three hundred and fifty thousand dollar league minimum in the NFL? Do you have to be? To talk about some goddamn explosives at, at the TSA line. Uh, can we give like a a rating here, like an ACT score? Over and under 10 that he scored. All right, so he under 10? Under 10. Okay. Very much under 10. I think you get 12 points for putting your name okay. on the goddamn test. Next one's Ray Lewis. Oh, my God, Ray. How do you feel about Ray Lewis? He's a... I think he's a phenomenal linebacker. He's he a murderer. should quit talking. You remember when, he, remember when he burned that suit so he couldn't get busted for murder? Atlanta. Okay, so... <laughs> We know that old Al Beckham Jr. had some troubles here recently. Yeah, yeah. lots of them. Lots of troubles. Uh, Still having them, I'm pretty sure. We, we also know that the NFL likes to go to Ray Lewis to talk about troubled young guys because he's a man of God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, once again, Ray Lewis steps to the mic and he says this about Odell Beckham Jr. He says, OBJ has removed God from his life and that's why it's so chaotic with him. Doesn't seem like that dumb a fucking thing until you remember... That it wasn't, what, 15 years ago? That Ray Lewis killed a guy! Well, technically, you can't say that, because you'll get sued for defam- I think def- defamation. I'm already getting sued for fucking trademark infringement, Because he was dude. found guilty, but there's a high likelihood he probably was involved in that murder. Killed a guy. I want to say this, also, not only did he fucking kill a guy, but he managed, his lawyers managed to get the court to postpone his court date so he can go play in the Super Bowl. You remember that shit? That pissed me off as a regular citizen of this great country. No, no, no. Okay, now I'm confused. Great narrative. He, he he was he was at a party. He was at a party during the Super Bowl, and that's what he he killed someone afterwards. No, 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 no. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to have a, a trial date, uh, like the day before the Super Bowl. They had it postponed. No, so they didn't go play. I think you're confusing things now. We may be remembering it incorrectly. We'll check it. Yeah, we'll follow this one up. Anyway, every time Ray Lewis opens his mouth and tells me why. Yeah. A kid has gone the wrong direction. I'm not sure he's good at value. He's great. Well, he was great at plugging the hole of the middle linebacker. One more dumb Should shit. Should not talk. One more dumb shit I heard this week, okay? Okay. And, and this is this is one of those hashtag fucking first world. It's not a problem, but like, 
Think about all the people out there that are hurting for cash, mm-hmm. right? I am hurting for money. I need more goddamn money. Mike Wallace, who I believe is an Eagles receiver now. Is he an Eagles receiver now? Yeah. That's what the notes say. Uh, at the end of the season, he was listed as 200 pounds on the roster. Uh-huh. Big dude. He's a big dude. Still can run downfield really fast at 200 pounds. That's like the size adjusted speed score, I guess. Anyway. Um, look. End of the season in January, he weighed 200 pounds. This Monday, which is tomorrow by the time this, this episode releases, if he can manage to stay under 250 pounds, he gets a bonus in his contract for $585,000. Is this dumb or is this a good move by his agent? It's a great move by his agent, but it's a dumb so that this it, is a really smart move. I'm not sure why, it's, he's, I'm not sure why he belongs in this category. It's fucking dumb that it exists in the world. This guy... This, that just goes to show you what the whole NFL is. They have too much money. Too much money. Fair chance this guy can't even read, but he's going to get a half a million dollars for literally for not gaining 50 pounds in not three months. Not gaining 49 months. pounds. Whatever it is, dude. Yeah. He can gain 49. That's true. I think that's fucking dumb, all right? I think it's really smart from his agent. I'm going to hire him as my agent now. I was in a house a few days ago looking to have some rooms painted. I hope you were in a house after that. And there was a there was a, there was a three-foot hole in the roof that they couldn't afford to fill. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker... Maybe you should reach out to Mike Wallace, see if he'll... Maybe, paid half maybe a we million. can send this to Mike Wallace, ask him to cover the hole in the... On the roof. Oh my god, we are 20 minutes in and we haven't even started talking about the NFL. Because you were jaw-jacking on Des Bryant for a while. Dumb shit I heard this week. I hope you guys like that. We're going to keep talking about it. Hopefully it'll get better. Okay, so can we talk about the, the, the uh, what's it called? The segment of the week? Segment of the week? We don't have a drop there, but we'll make one. Segment... Uh, this is the main topic, right? This is what we're going to talk about. Let's jump into this. We're going to we're gonna start with the NFC South. We're going to try to hammer out two different NFC divisions for you guys this week. The South and the East. And like last week... We want to tell you two things about each team here. We want to tell you the guy that we think has the best potential value in your draft. So this doesn't mean the best player on the team. This doesn't even mean the best fantasy player on the team. What it means is if you look at where they're going in drafts right now, uh, this is the guy on that team that you can get great, the best value for, right? He's going late enough uh, and he's good enough. That if you draft him in your in your draft, you're probably getting some pretty good value for your roster. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Let's start NFC South. We're going alphabetical order. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers. You know, not a lot of people expect this team to be super good this it year. It can't be worse than last year, though. No, but there there's some value to be had. Let's start us up. Who's your guy? Out of uh, highest potential value. Yes. Jameis Winston. I, I agree. 100%. Jameis Winston is going as quarterback 21 right now. He's almost not even being drafted in two quarterback leagues. That's ridiculous. It is. Tell me why you think that's ridiculous. He can't be any worse than he was last year. I think he has a... I mean, he's thrown to a huge receiver, Mike Evans. Yeah. They still have a Sean Jackson running around. I'm not a huge fan of but he's got two good tight ends. Um, no running back yet, but you have to make No running back yet. But I think he has the talent in the ability to perform down there to produce in fantasy football. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, fa- it's, it, it's, it's numbers, right? They're going to throw the ball. He's a good player. Some things we know Good about fantasy player. Some things we know about Jameis Winston. Uh, he puts the ball at risk. He, you know, he's always turned the ball over a lot. But, but in putting the ball at risk, that means some things, right? He was a QB two in air yards per attempt last year. He's chucking the ball downfield. Uh, you know, if you're looking at a quarterback as a fantasy guy, the further they throw the ball downfield, the more points you get. Does that make sense? 
pretty fucking straightforward, right? He was QB 10 in production premium. That's a pr- player profile measure. I know you love player profilers. <laughs> I think you just learned about him today. Yeah. I can't. I don't know why you're on a fantasy football podcast. You know. I just know it off the top of my head. Basically, that stat production premium measures the efficiency in a normal game situation against all other quarterbacks. He was 10 overall there. Over the past three years, here's his rushing totals. 54, 53, and then 33, which is a big drop-off last year. He's actually kind of down compared to what I'd expect him to be. Significantly, right? Uh, But but we have to assume that he's going to regress back toward that mean... Rushing attempts at position mean fantasy value. It may not mean NFL value, but it means fantasy value. So let's expect those rushing attempts to go back up next year. Let's expect them to get some rushing touchdowns next year. This last year, Mike Evans, uh, he was on his down year. He was wide receiver 67 in catchable ball catch rate, which means when the ball was close and he should have caught it, he just didn't. Wide receiver 67. So Jameis Winston wasn't as bad necessarily accuracy-wise as it looks like he was, but his number one receiver just wasn't catching the ball. Evans is normally, um, you know, at 82% catchable ball catch rate, at least he was the previous couple of years. So we expect that to come up back toward the mean as well, which means his guy will be catching more passes. He's going to still keep throwing the ball downfield. We expect he's going to run a little more. All these things say value's coming back to Winston. Well, I mean, he missed three games last year, right? If, if he doesn't miss those three games, he, he actually, you know, he finished 20th last year in uh, quarterbacks. With those three games, if, if he actually played the 16 games, he would have finished in about top 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. You know, last year, the least amount of attempts, advanced passing metrics still puts him above the average. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just a lot of value there. And I think if you can, what'd you say, was it 21, 21 right now? I'll buy all day long on that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's too much value to be missed he's, there. He's absolutely going to finish in the top 14. Yeah. Easy. How about most overvalued? Yeah, so uh, my guy here is O.J. Howard. I've always hated O.J. Howard. My nickname <laughs> for O.J. Howard is Old Mayonnaise Hands. Okay. I don't think that's going to catch on. It doesn't really roll off the Not tongue. really. Try it. He's huge. He, he's a beast. He's fast. Try Old Mayonnaise Hands. Just say it. Old Mayonnaise Hands. Yeah. But his, his player profile would put him in the top 10. He, here's some metrics from player profile. Player profiler. That's hard to say on Jack and Coke. Uh... Speed score. That's high adjusted speed score. He's in the 98th percentile in his position. 97th percentile in agility score. 97th percentile in 40 time. 87th percentile in his spark score. Do you know what the spark score is? No fucking idea. God damn it. It's an S-P-A-R-Q. Who the fuck cares? These are all like the QBR plus 2 plus 44 equals 6. Good. It gives you a value that doesn't mean anything. It's a spark that's useless. I just, I just say you're good at math. Yeah. I take it back. Good. Okay. L- let me tell you what the spark score. I think it's actually a Nike stat. Is that a weird thing? It is a weird thing. Um, but yeah, it's a Nike stat. Speed, power, agility, reaction, and quickness. You combine those things, it gives you a spark score. Tell me those things aren't important in football. I Give me Henry Easton. Is that his name, Henry Easton, the Bears O-line coach? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, give me him, and I'll just have him judge if these guys get talent. You know, if he's if he's talent or not. I don't need no, a spark you, score. You like him for one reason because he look at your fucking shirt. <laughs> Fa- uh, podcast listeners, you world, universe, whatever, understand this about Wiz. I believe every day that I've seen him for the past what three months? How long have we been doing this? Three months? I, I did have a bear sweatshirt for a while. He's been wearing the same fucking shirt. It was a bear sweatshirt Every for a while. goddamn day. Whether it, it, it's... It was whether, a bear sweatshirt. We record this on Friday nights, okay? So I go to his house Friday to pick him up. Every fucking day, he's wearing the same shirt. 
I see him on his. He picks me up on his bike, guys. I, I see him intermit. Yeah, we, yeah, he rides the pegs back, right? You like the front pegs or the back? Tell the people. I prefer the back ones. <laughs> sure, because I can't see. If That's right. You're a big dude. So That's a lie. You're like 5'4". So you like OJ. You you think OJ Howard's shit. I wasn't done. Spark score 87th percentile. He was a tight end three in terms of route run relative to pass plays. Okay? So he ran a lot of routes. He was a tight end one in separation on routes. He was a tight end number one in quarterback rating when targeted. If he's the best tight end to create separation, that tells me that they're just not getting the ball. It, well, it's not that they're not they're not necessarily throwing the ball. Here here's some here's some not so good stats. These are the reasons I think he's overrated. He was tight end thirty three in total targets. Tight end that, that tells me if he created the most separation, they gotta give him the ball. They should, yeah. Well, I'll tell you why they shouldn't in a second. Uh, he was a tight end forty four in target share. Okay? Which means he didn't get a lot of targets, but lots of other people on the team got targets instead of them. Well, Cameron Brate's still there, correct? I mean, that, 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 not only is Cameron Brate still there, they just gave him a six-year extension. Yeah. I'm not sure he was tight end 36 in red zone targets, but this is the number that gets me every time, okay? This guy who is, you know, all those fucking early stats, I said he was number one, he was number two, he's in the 97th percentile. He's 17th overall tight end in catch rate, 66%. Tight end's catch rate is a lot higher than most other positions' catch rate because, you know, they don't run real far downfield. This goddamn mayonnaise hands little bitch. Well, mayonnaise hands gets separation. He does run on the field. He he gets separation, but he can't catch the fucking ball. I think he's a rookie last year. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe he's a little bit overvalued at 14. You know who else us. thinks I'm right? The coaching staff and the front office that, that just signed Cameron Bray back to a six-year deal. They did, they did draft Howard last year in the first round. Overrated. Tight end 14. Who's your overrated guy? We're running out of time. Deshaun Jackson. Tell me why. Because he fucking sucks. He's been terrible. He did suck bad last year. He had 50 reception, 91 targets, a 56% catch rate. That's worse than 66%. That's worse than OJ Howard, okay? Yeah. Um, it's a lot better than Julio Jones' red zone catch rate, though. He only had, yeah, everyone talks about he's a deep threat. He goes deep all the time. He, he's awesome. He only had 10 receptions of 20-plus yards. Mm-hmm. That's pretty depressing for a guy that's just going down the field and catch the ball. Three TDs last year. Oof. He need touchdowns in fantasy football, bro. His longest reception was 41 yards, just in only 47.7 yards a game. There's so many Deshaun Jackson in the league. Don't waste time on this guy. So, I am a little bit curious about this. I guess you've got on here that right now Deshaun Jackson is going as a wide receiver 57. There's no value. Even at 57? No. There's there are that many receivers that are probably between that that are in that tier 4 ranking. So you're telling starting me, at 40? Yeah. Doesn't this guy's terrible? You're telling me that you hate Deshaun. You would not put him anywhere near a roster. That would be correct. If I, you could get him last pick, you wouldn't touch him. I, I wouldn't take him from 17 below. It's not worth it. Let's move on to the Falcons. Or at a dollar in the auction draft. Let's move on to the Falcons. More interesting team. Uh, yeah. So uh, my favorite value pick here is Muhammad Sanu. Muhammad Sanu, who finished wide receiver 29 last year. Uh, he was top five in catchable and contested catch rate. This guy catches the ball. He catches the ball better than most. He catches the ball regardless of whether he's got separation or not, which is which is important. You know, if if somebody's draped all over you, which let's be honest, this is a league these days where press coverage is prevalent. Uh, he's he's more than doubled Julio Jones' red zone catch rate, which is interesting from last year. That's really interesting. Yeah, his targets went up. Over the past two years, from eighty-one to ninety-six last year, so he's he's developing some something of a rapport with Matt Ryan, which is important. Five touchdowns last year, which isn't a huge number, but 
fuck, it's bigger than Julio Jones' touchdown number last like, year. Three? That's depressing. Yeah. Uh, he only had five single-digit games last year as a wide receiver, too, which might, may sound like a lot, but but it's pretty good. He's going as a wide receiver 54 right now, which is almost twice what he finished last year. To me, that's value. He's not a one. He's not even a two on your fantasy team. He might be a three. He might be a four. Even at four, you're getting value if you pick him in the as wide receiver 54. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you hit on that. At 54, and he's getting that many targets in, in the red zone. Uh, 96 targets last year. 96 targets, but also how many in the red zone? He doubled, doubled Julio Jones. I mean, the 56% catch rate or something in the red zone. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're 100% correct. Um, I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman on this one. I perennial. Think t- He's a perennial pick at, the, at this. He's currently going for running back 36. Good. Last year he finished at, in the 24th. He had 9 out of 16 games where he's got double digits. He scored a total of 8 TDs last year, which that's is pretty lot, damn good. That's a lot of TDs. Yeah, for a backup running back. He, I mean, here's the problem with him. He, he's not the starting running back, but he still gets a ton of carries. Do you buy into the whole the whole uh, narrative that this is this is Tevin Coleman's contract year coming up. Mm-hmm. You buy into this narrative that on a contract year we can expect the guy to perform better. I think the player does put down more effort. The question is if he's gonna, if if specifically with Tevin Coleman if he's got the opportunity. Yeah, it's always opportunity with him. Yes, right. I, I, if he plays, he produces. T- let me tell you what I think about Tevin Coleman. Okay, his rookie year, you know, he started the season as the number one running, number running back team, Which and then he got hurt, broke his ribs. Devontae Freeman steps in. And destroys people. And that was it. Yes. If 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 Coleman doesn't get hurt that first year, yeah. then Tevin Coleman is who Devontae Freeman is right now. Because they're both great fucking yeah, running backs. Yeah, they both backs. are. And he would not have lost carries to Freeman, I think. But, I mean, Freeman gets maybe anywhere between 15 to 20 carries and, and, and Coleman gets 10. I mean, yeah. they, they still split carries a yeah. lot. I am really excited that this is his contract year because I think next year, year after this, he goes to a new team. And I, you have to imagine. Somebody I think, I think the value talent. for fantasy reasons, though, is is if you can get him in late in the round, or or even in an auction, get him at a low yeah. dollar value. Potential keepers even next year. This is a time of year if you're in a dynasty league. This year is the last chance you have to get Coleman at somewhat reasonable of a price because you'll have this guy. You know he's he's getting up there in age a little bit. I mean, what is he? Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, I mean that's that's young still. So he's got maybe three, four years left. If he goes to a new team and has a chance to show off. And be the guy. Like an indie or something? Dude, if you're in a dynasty league, go make a trade offer for Coleman right now. Just to confirm, he's only 24 years old. He'll be turning 25 in, in by Monday. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Monday, the same day that Mike Wallace gets paid half a million dollars for <laughs> not gaining 50 pounds. Over, most overvalued guy in this team, I don't think this is any question. Yeah, I think, I think all our listeners know. I think it's pretty, pretty, uh, everyone, it's, it's hands down Julio Jones. Julio Jones. He had 1,500 yards last year. What do you mean, Big Wiz? What do you fucking mean he's overrated? Not for the value there, buddy. Um, he did finish in the top seven last year in 2017. I'll give you that much, but he, t- let me tell you here. He scored 50 points in week 12. 50. 50, right? If he, if he would have scored an average, his average points of 15s, he would have dropped below 16. Okay, wow. so there's a big there's a there's a big difference there. He's tied for second in the NFL in drops last year at seven, which seems to be pretty continuous with him. Catch rate has dropped since 2015, below 60 percent now. Not good. That doesn't even that doesn't even take into effect it's since 20 red zone since 2013. Rate. How many times do you think he scored more than eight TDs? Since 2013, yeah, two, three, one in 2015. <sighs> Only had three last year, folks. I would. Yeah, but everybody I, loves I, him. I, I would encourage you. To, I think he's a good receiver for NFL reads or fantasy purposes. 
I would look elsewhere. He's going wide receiver five right now. Look elsewhere, folks. That is that is probably the definition of overvalue. Uh, I I said this really early on, right? Like ignore names in fantasy football. I think it's a really good practice if you if you can go ahead and list out your guys with their stats and then get somebody else to come in and delete the names. Sure. Go look at the fucking numbers. The numbers don't add up for Julio Jones. They haven't since 2015. His name. His name puts him in the top five, top three at draft position every fucking year. Ignore that name. Let some dumbass in your league, enamored with names, uh, draft him early. Well, talk him up to your your friends, folks. That's that's what you oh do. You God. talk him up to your friends. That's, that's well, in 2015, he did score. Eight, he got 1,800 yards and put him on a huge map. Let's go Panthers. Okay, give it to me. Best potential value pick. Right now, as it stands, to me it has to be Christian McCaffrey. I don't see this one. Let me tell you why. He was number 10 in the league in PPR last year. That's where he finished. 113 targets last year, which was the most targets. 80 catches was the second most catches. Here's a mind-blowing stat, okay? Give it to me. 80 catches last year. Second most catches by a running back in the league last year. But it was the fifth most in the last decade. It's been almost 25 years since a rookie running back caught that many passes in the league. And, and, Jonathan Stewart is gone. Well, okay, so so to that point, I mean, he's currently 14. Do you really see him not being pursued higher? This is the reason why I I, I think I think there's a ton of, I think there's, he's going to produce points. The question is, is one, can he live up to 16 games? Two, I don't think, I mean, people are going to, people are going to bite on, on, on Christian McCaffrey. This is a two-sided coin. They are going to draft a running back, period. Whether that's the second round or the third, they're going to draft a running back. Absolutely. At some point they will. So so this is a two-sided coin. One, when they draft a rookie to come in, I think that's immediately going to make people think this rookie is going to be the guy, I'm, and I think McCaffrey's stock is going to drop. I disagree with you. I, I think no matter what happens, if they do the draft their running back, it's just going to be saying we need someone to back up Christian McCaffrey. Mm. I think Christian McCaffrey at 14 is going to be too low. He's going to be a, a top 10 running back. Yeah. I, 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 not I, not points or stat-wise. I think someone's going to draft him at that. I, I, would, I would predict just the opposite. Um, I think it's going to become evident really quickly that whoever they draft, they're going to draft a big guy. I don't think they're going to draft a guy that that's small, a scat back like McCaffrey. They're going to draft a big guy. And I think specifically in the preseason, it's going to become, going to become evident that they're going to, the guy that they draft is a, a first down and second down back. And that's going to hurt McCaffrey's stock draft time. It's not going to hurt his stock become the season. You know, like I said, 80 catches this year, but that was as a rookie with Cam Newton, who has literally never in his life had a running back that can catch passes. Uh, so I think I, I think a year with with a running back like McCaffrey makes uh, makes Cam more confident dumping the ball off. I think he becomes more accurate dumping the ball off. I think he throws the ball more than 113 times to Christian McCaffrey next year, uh, which is. But, but these are all reasons why I think. I, I mean, I think he's good, but yeah. I think this is going to. If you think you're going to get him as a 14th running back, I, I think that's foolish. I think he's going to go in the top. I mean, I I, I couldn't name 10 yeah. running backs. That I think that are that so, would produce. Yeah, the only the thing I got going for me here in my argument is recency bias. Recency bias says if you draft a rookie running back, especially if it's in the second round, one of these big names. Let's say it's uh, whoever, like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, people are going to say, "Oh my God, you just spent this second round pick on this running back. He's the new young hotness." Like, let's forget about everything. This happens in the league. Yeah, well, I think we'll see. I, I think. I need a drink. If you're right, if if he makes it to 14 to 15, I think you you get that in value. If sure. not, yeah, I if would. He, if he's in the top 10, you're right. Some of the value goes away. But if he's out, if he's outside your top 12, 
take that fucker. Yeah, so let's Who's go. Who's your to, guy? Okay, mine's an interesting one, folks. He did crash his Ferrari into a dump truck last <laughs> week. I'm not sure how this was not in dump shit of the week, but it should have been. How was um, this not in dump shit of the week? <laughs> I don't know how you missed this one. Into a dump truck. <laughs> into a dump truck, folks. I think this is just how he plays his mentality. It's Cam Newton, folks. It's Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton, baby. 6'6". He's a monster. He's a killer of a quarterback. Um, only problem I have here is he's currently quarterback six. Okay? That is... So he's high. I, um, let me support you. Let me support you on this. Okay. okay. The thing about Cam Newton is, you know, he's fine as a passer. He's not a great passer. He's probably middle middle of the road as a passer. Yeah, average. But dude, previous to the shoulder injury, runs the ball like crazy. And I said it earlier in the episode: running yards for quarterbacks are at a fucking premium. premium. Yes. And, and, and to that point. I mean, it was last year, so it was, I think in 2017, the quarterbacks scored the least amount of points in like 2008 or something. It was something astronomically low, right? In like 10 years, they never scored that low. Yeah. Um, and I think quarterbacks in, in, around all sorts of fantasy leagues are going to go to lower levels, right? They're going to go to lower values. Okay. People are going to, people are going to pass on them. Okay. They're going to go after, after receivers. They're going to go after running backs. Um, and auctions are going to get them at, at lower dollar values. And that's what I saw last year. It's only going to drop further back. I think if you can steal a guy like Cam Newton, who put up 28 tees last year, um, he now has Norv Turner there. You know, he, like you said, at, at a premium. I think in most leagues, you get four TDs for, for a passing touchdown and six for rushing. He had six rushing touchdowns last year. That's not going to go away. That's what he does. Not only that, I'm looking at your stats here. 754 rushing yards. That's, that's a lot. Insa- that's 75 points. points. God, dude, that's great. Here's what I say about Cam. Look, six is just because I, I hate drafting quarterbacks high. I would but be that, hesitant I, to take him at six, but you, you got to assume he's going to finish top five. Well, that's my, I, I think that's my point, is that I, I think you could naturally come down to, I mean, someone's going to take Rodgers, number one. They're going to go with Breeze high. Brady, uh, because. Brady, because he's Brady. And Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson are all going to go high. I, I I would be willing. Do you, know, do you know that as of two weeks ago, Deshaun Watson was the number one ADP quarterback for like a month straight? Yeah. Number one. Yeah, he's impressive. Yeah, but he, come on, over a, uh, such a small handful. Oh, you're saying he, up to a month ago, he was at number one? That's, that's, that's ridiculous. He was being taken one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I love this pick by you. Yes, he's quarterback six, but there's which, value which there. seems high, but even there, there's value. Correct. If he was five, there's value. Yeah, I don't agreed. put it past him to be a top three next year. I think he has capability of it. I think he has a good... North Turner's there now. I think he has potential to be, do that. I hate drafting quarterbacks early, but Cam is Cam is one guy that, you know, I might go fifth round. I'm a tenth round quarterback drafter guy, but if I can get him in the, maybe the fifth, I'd at least think about it. <laughs> Who's the most overvalued player on the Carolina Panthers? It's Funches. Devin Funches? Yeah, Devin Funches. Is that the one? Is that, that the Funches you're talking about? Yes. There's only one Funches, and it's him. There is um, only one fucking Funches, man. God. <laughs> Thank God. Fun bag Funches. Number twenty-eight wide receiver. How right is now. he twenty-eight? Here's why. Here's how he's twenty-eight. Okay. Obviously, Kevin Benjamin was traded away last year. Yeah. For some fucking reason, the coaching staff in the front office thought that Funches could carry the load as a one. That was idiotic. Dumb. He had a hundred and eleven targets this year. That is after the first what four or five games being the number two. He had hundred and twenty targets over the previous two seasons combined. So the reason he's number one is because he's getting the opportunity. I said this last week repeatedly. When I'm looking at receivers, targets is the number one thing that I look to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to contradict myself here 
and agree with you completely. I don't give a fuck how many targets he had last year. <laughs> He's not the guy. At 28, that's pushing where I'd want to take him right now. And this is pre-draft. Could You, you it, fucking know the Panthers are taking is, a wide Is 28 receiver. tier 2 receiver probably, right? Oh, uh, yeah, pushing three. Pushing three. I think he's tier four all day long. I mean, I'm not. He sh- was out. He was outside the top fifty in catch rate. He doesn't catch the ball very well. Terrible. Outside the top wide, fifty wide receivers in the league in catch rate, in catchable catch rate. So there's two different numbers here when sure. you look at catch rate. Catch rate is own. Catch rate can be catch rate yep. can be deceiving because not every ball is catchable. Sure. If you throw it ten yards over my head, I'm not going to fucking catch it ever. But he's. Outside the top 50 in catchable pass. So you filter catch that rate. down even further. He's yeah. still terrible. He's also outside the top 50 in separation. <laughs> right? He just can't. So the guy can't get up and he can't catch the ball. Don't draft Devin Funches, yeah. folks. He's never had great hands. His average catch rate is about 50%, which is not good in the league. You want 65 for a good receiver. Hey, 50 sucks. <laughs> Also, right now he's going at 28. I think it's too high right now as is. But you know the Panthers are going to go and pick up a See, number one receiver. Yeah, that's right. I think that's where they're going. We we talked about it earlier, 40 minutes ago or whatever it was. Uh, we like Des Bryant yeah. going here. Des Bryant, who by all accounts and by all statistical measures is falling off as a receiver, is would immediately be a much better option than Devin Funches. Oh there's yeah, a lot is, of talk, is it close? There's a lot of talk about Kevin Ridley going to the Panthers in the draft right now, and I think as much as I dislike Kevin Ridley, he's a better option. Yeah, he's an upgrade too. I think there would be a complete upgrade over anyone over Devin Funches. Yeah. So you have to imagine after draft time, or if Bryant goes there after this signing, that Funches' stock falls a little bit. But yeah, he's not somebody that I want on any fantasy team, regardless yeah. Regardless the price, I know somebody will reach for him just because... Yeah, you let you let your friend go get him. You got those stat rats out there who will go and say, oh my god, he was the number one. He had 111 targets last year. You say targets, Dwee's nuts. Targets, targets, targets. This guy had targets. Let's fucking draft him. Fine. This you, is another one of those dudes. Let, let, let your friend take him. Let's talk him up to our friends. Yep, 100%. Let him have him. How about those Saints? How about those Saints? You know I love Michael Thomas. I don't like cheering for Ohio State Buckeye. <laughs> I don't like cheering for the players. Uh, I've got a lot of Buckeye fans that are friends of mine, close, very close friends of mine. Uh, I think you're just a jealous Bowling Green fan. Very short story. Very short story, if you will indulge me. <laughs> yes, please. Poot, I'm telling this one for you if you're listening. Uh, there was a time in my life when I was in a bed with two other people, and those two people were Ohio State fans, one of them a man, one of them a woman. We decided to have a race. Well, at least they weren't too, both bad, but I mean, we decided to have there. a race, okay? Could I masturbate to finish before she could jerk him off to finish? They were both Buckeye fans. Clearly, we're close. Uh-huh. I won. <laughs> Obviously. I know my body. Nice job, Pencil Deck. I know my body. Point being that I have a lot of really close friends that are Buckeyes fans. The closer my friends are, the more I like to watch their team lose. They don't lose frequently, though. They lose enough that it makes me happy. All right. So I don't like to root for Michael Thomas, but I do because I love him. I, I don't even know why we're talking about Michael Thomas or Dix or, you know. You got excited because you could have you masturbating yeah. off in a bed. Let me ask you this question real quick. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Okay. What, which of these two scenarios is gayer? Not that I hate the gays. I love the gays. My oldest son might be gay. It's fine. The, the scenario I just described with me and these two Buckeye fans. Pretty homosexual. Yeah, maybe. There was a lady between us in the bed. Maybe. Here's the other option. As a man, he's having sex with a woman. She inserts four of her fingers into his anus, and he enjoys it. 
He didn't ask for it, but it works. So she milked his prostate. Yeah, with a lot of her fingers. Which one's gayer? Um. Well, maybe we'll have, we'll have to get into the details of you laying in the bed and who you were thinking of while it was going on. So, so the, I mean, if we want to go to that level, the hotel I mean, room. here's the weird part about there, this story. There, there was another bed in the hotel room that I was looking at that had three girls on it. I have a hard time believing that. I, I think you're probably Le- looking at the mirror at your legit, friend. No, legit um, story. Which one's I, gayer? I, I will probably say milking the prostate. Boom! Texas Pete! You're a fucking homosexual. You know, I hate the gays, but god damn it. Every time I ask this question, I'm right, Pooh. Just understand that. Uh, let's get into the Saints, bro. Okay. Best potential value. Let me start. Go ahead. Because I like your pick and I want to talk about your pick, but I want to <laughs> sa- I want to save it and build it up. It, this shit, Why wasn't this in the news, bro? I don't know. You uh, can bring it up. My best potential value has got to be Mark Ingram, who is going as the running back 13 right now, which is pretty high. Alabama, roll tide. Sure, yeah, sure. You know my brother-in-law's a big Alabama fan. No. Uh, Mark Ingram has has been a stud running back in the league for years now, and to be honest, he's been one of the most disrespected running backs in the league. If I think about my own fantasy drafts, yeah, but that's at the, at he just fucking gets it. passed up in every turn. I pass him up on every turn, but... He has been below four and a half yards per carry one time in the last five years. And in that year, he was 4.3 yards per carry. That's a great number as an NFL running back. He averages 50 catches over the last three years as a running back. What did he do last year? Is that accurate still? 58, which was his most ever It's impressive because they, they brought in another running back to, with to, to take over. Kamara. He was a top 10 fantasy running back each of the past three years. And four years ago, he was a top 15 guy. This he's dude, not going to go 13. This dude get he's going 13 now. This dude gets it done. You get value there. Relative to Kamara, who's going running back four, he's a better running back. He's proven it year in and year out. Mark Ingram is a stud and absolutely the most disrespected running back in football over the past five years. Probably the first Alabama running back that's produced in quite some time. Heisman winner, baby. So was uh, Richardson. Trent. All right. I'm going to go with my buddy, <laughs> my receiver, former Bear Cam Meredith. The, 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 the Bears did not decide to match the offer sheet. Well, they said he had a bad knee. From the Saints. They were concerned about these knees. And, and you got to imagine that those team doctors knew more than you would hope. other teams. You'd hope. Uh, Cameron Meredith. We talked about it last week. Good receiver. When he got his opportunity, he produced. He produced. You know, he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna fucking wow you on the field if you're watching him. But he's gonna catch balls. He's gonna get open. He's gonna. He's gonna produce for your team. I currently am sure I'm going 46, but but fantasy pros doesn't hit him ranked. Yeah, I use fantasy calculator. And what'd you get? And their ADP. He's going wide receiver 46. 46. Okay. I just think anyone. I mean, the, the Saints continuously produce a ton of points. They're number. They're. I think they're top three in points in the last five years. Um, you have Mike Thomas, who's going to get double coverage. You have Alvin Kamara, and, and you have Mark Ingram. They have. T- I mean, I realize they, they've got a ton of uh, people are going to steal points away from Cam Meredith, but but they produce points. They're the top top three in points repeatedly. Dude, look at guys like Willie Sneed. Oh, he's like, going to kill Willie there. Sneed. There, there is plenty of opportunity as to a go around. Too. And you know what I, it, listeners, you know what I think about the Saints this year. I think teams are going to Game plan against the run, and the the passing game is going to get it done. Cameron Meredith at wide receiver forty 
Six? But, but I, 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 I want him as my number three on my team all day. All day long. I agree with you. I mean, Mike, Mike Thomas is going to get the double coverage. It's not going to be Cam Meredith. No. All right. Agreed. Let's talk about... Oh, I love that, Cam Meredith. We said last week we would prefer him to go to the Saints and the Bears, even though we're Bears fans and we want to see him there, because as a fantasy football player... Yeah, he's going to produce more. Cameron Meredith is somebody that you want on yeah, the Saints. Yeah, 100%. My God. Let's hope he stays healthy. Let's hope there's something in those knees that can hold up for even let's 12... Hope, let's even hope 12 the Bears days. aren't right for the first time. Yeah. Most overvalued players. Let me start. Okay. I said Ingram was the most undervalued. That means Kamara is the most overvalued. He's going to running back four. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I hate that. Well, I think it's interesting for... for I mean, they, they're a running back by committee. I mean, they really are. Yeah. Here, here's some things about Kamara last year. He scored a touchdown on every uh, on six point seven percent of his carries. That's insane. That's high. That's insane. He had a hundred and what fifty carries, maybe. That's not a thing that happens. He averaged six point one yards per carry last year, which, as I said in one of my early episodes, yeah, that I, ranks hundred hundred and twenty carries actually. Oh my god, that ranks eighth. All-time for a season. Jamal Charles, the all-time leader. The all-time leader over a career, 5.49 yards per carry. You can't sustain 6.1 yards per carry. That's not possible. Especially, you know, there's plenty of reason to suspect that his 120 will go up next year. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe 170 carries. But he's not going to get 6.1. He's not going to score a touchdown on 6.7% of those carries. It's just not sustainable. There is an average... In the NFL, because the NFL is full of very talented players, and there is nobody that has ever played in the NFL or ever will play in the NFL over a sustained period of time that can beat that average as significantly as Kamara did for any period of time because the talent is just too hard to overcome. I mean, I will say they did get 82 catches last year, which is impressive. For 826 yards. And he may catch more passes. Might. That's value there. There's value. Uh, no, he's good. He's good. He's, yes. He he he'll be a top fifteen. He'll be a top twelve. Maybe. Maybe top ten. Maybe. But he's not going to be four. Um. I, there's just no value there for it. Zeke, Gurley, Bell, David Johnson, one hundred percent better than him. Yeah. Those are four guys right there. Yeah. I like Kareem Hunt better than him. You like Leonard Fournette better than him. There's plenty of guys that are better. Yeah, I mean, those those four that you just named can't be beat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every, everyone loves Bell, everyone likes Zeke, everyone likes David Johnson, Girl. and Gurley. I mean, you can't, I mean, so yes, I agree with you. Ellen Kamara, good, but you got, you but got somebody else here as your overvalued guy. Um, I'm going to go with Breeze in this one. The reason is only because he's getting old. He is. There's only so much, I, I, it's sooner or later he's going to start 39? breaking. 39, I believe. I think he's turning 39 going into this year. I just don't think he has much left in the tank. I do think his. His coach will keep him, keep him producing points. But again, this is what we talked about before. He's going to go in front of Cam Newton. Everyone's going to draft in front of Cam Newton for for a quarterback who all he does not run the ball mm-hmm. ever. No, um, well he can't. He can't. He's small and he's slow. He's small and he's slow. But he can move in the pocket to make things extended, which play. he's done for for fifteen, yeah. sixteen, seventeen years. I just think that if if I had the choice in fantasy football to draft Cam Newton or or Breeze, <sighs> I would take Cam Newton all day long. Time out. Wait a minute. I just said it. We are. Do you want Cam over Breeze in a bet? Um, give me that bet, baby. Am I getting fantasy points? points? Am I getting points? No. Why not? You just said you'd take Cam over Breeze, so take him for value reasons. Yes, 
but not over not not well not let me head get, head. let me let me look some let me let's come back to this one i'll, we'll I'll come back some to points this one. oh i want to bet with you next team hey speaking of bets yep you know the browns are uh, going to take josh allen right i heard that i think that's great for me do you think they're just blowing smoke um no I think who knows on that one. Well, I th- I think they're going to take Darnold. I think they're so. Just smoke. so you know, last year in my league, which gives six points to uh, any touchdown, whether that's throwing it or not, Breeze finished eleven. Cam finished five. Sure, yeah. But as I've said many a time before, last year was anomalous. The Saints are going to go back to Breeze in the passing game. You just teams. said they're going to run the ball more. No, I just said teams are going to game plan against the run and make Breeze beat them. I've said that maybe 12 times since I've been doing this <laughs> this podcast. And this is literally episode 12, bro. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.